everybody and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we are talking about WandaVision. Uh, episode 3 just dropped on Disney Plus earlier this morning, and uh, I just got done watching it with my wife. And also, <laughs> a special shout out to my wife for uh, letting her record, uh, or letting me record on such a special day. Today is my wife's birthday, so huge shout out to my wife. I love you. And uh, thanks for watching the show with me, and thanks for letting me take a couple minutes to record before we start having fun today. So, uh, for those of you that have not listened to any of these before, uh, this is a full-on spoiler discussion of the episode. I'm going to dive right into it, and um, so if you haven't seen this episode, go check it out. Or, as I always say, enjoy listening to this and then forget everything that I've said, and then go watch the episode. But, up to you. Uh, we are going to dive in. So episode three is called, I believe it was called In Color, or Finally In Color, something like that. Uh, it's in the 70s, and uh, this was by far probably my favorite episode so far, only because we got the old-timey look, we got the ancient TV look, but we also get so much more in regards to plot. So for those of you that were maybe a little concerned that the last two episodes weren't very plot heavy, uh, rejoice because this one has a ton of stuff and uh, easy stuff to get as well. There were I, I didn't catch anything that hidden in the show. I mean, my wife actually understood a lot of it too, and she's not a huge uh, MCU fan, but um, she got the whole Ultron reference, all that sort of stuff. Um, but so we'll just start from the beginning. So uh, this episode focuses on Wanda and Vision's children and the very quick birth that her kids have in that entire bit was hilarious uh, with the doctor coming, checking her out, Vision being very curious about everything and I think we're starting to see now the cracks form and I think we're going to each episode going forward in, into finding out who is behind this. Uh, like I said in the last episode, my money is still on it being just Wanda, that she's the one who's doing this. But uh, obviously there's other things and, and we'll get into that. But right now, like I said, Wanda has created a pretty great life for herself. She's got the man of her dreams. She's living uh, the the uh, kind of home life that she wants. And now she's having kids. And uh, even though those kids are coming very quickly. But I loved the back and forth between her and Vision talking about Billy or Tommy. And that's because both of those are their children in the comics, Billy and Tommy, I think it's Billy Kaplan, and I don't remember Tommy's last name, but uh, they're Speed and Wiccan, and uh, Tommy is Speed, so he essentially has the same powers as her brother did uh, of Super Speed, and then uh, Billy is Wiccan, and he essentially has the powers that Wanda has, except he's more... Uh, more magic based he has to like repeat phrases over and over to make things happen but he can essentially manipulate reality too very very cool uh, and it was cool the way that they you know again went back and forth on the name and eventually as again I knew was coming that they're gonna have twins I, I think everyone knew though because that was in the trailer of them holding both of the children but this all kind of weaved into again a very interesting episode where things are starting to uh, happen there are, again cracks are starting to form in this reality because Wanda is pregnant she's losing control over this reality or is just losing control of the reality around her causing things like the rain when her water breaks and uh, paintings to spin around a stork shows up which was wild 
and uh, but perfect for the mood. And I loved that she couldn't make it go away. Just having that red smoke, and then it just disappeared, and the the stork was still there. But that whole time, that was when uh, she started having contractions. And so Vision says, "I'm going to go get the doctor." And when they were leaving, and he said goodbye, the doctor was saying, "My wife and I are going on a trip to Bermuda." And I, I you know, I giggled because I'm like, "Bermuda, man! Like you're in Bermuda right now, the Bermuda Triangle. This whole reality is just insane. So why do you need to leave?" And and again, by the end of the episode, we find out, you know, he never he never ends up leaving. But Vision gets him and brings him back to the house at the same uh, instance where Geraldine Monica Rambeau is shows up at the house and has a great conversation with Wanda, actually helps her birth her baby. But as this is happening, she brings, you know, he brings the doctor back, the doctor assists, and uh, and then leaves, but he tells Vision, he says, uh, you know, he, he says, I hope you can make it to your vacation. And Vision, uh, he says, well, we're not going to be going on that vacation. He says, you know about small towns, it's impossible to escape. And just another hint that things just aren't right. And what I loved about this episode is that Vision is, he's seeing that now. I think in the prior episodes, I was kind of wondering like, oh, he's a part of this. Like he's influenced by all of this. But it seems like he maybe is his own person. And he's starting to see that things aren't right. This is There's definitely something wrong going on. And so after the doctor leaves, uh, the neighbors, Herb and uh, Agnes are talking by their brick fence and earlier Herb had sliced the hedge trimmers through this brick fence in a very very strange and, and Vision was kind of looking at him weird now they're like whispering to each other and he basically is like well what's going on over there and they're like oh oh you know Geraldine uh who who really is Geraldine like you know she doesn't even have a home and Vision's like what and then uh Herb says he Herb is basically about to uh, share a secret about the reality, and Agnes stops him. And there's another great bit with Agnes in here where she says something like, um, "You know, the, the the power had gone out. Wanda caused all the electricity to go out in the neighborhood." And she was saying that you know her husband Ralph looks so much better in the dark. And uh, just another great line by uh, Catherine Hahn. But, you know, they're about to, she, he's, Herb's about to share something with a vision, and Agnes kind of cuts him off, tells him to stop, and then Agnes leaves, and Herb, Herb's like, all right, bye. And, and he's just like, you know, something is not right. While this is taking place, Wanda is inside with Geraldine talking to her, and um, she says something about uh, having a brother, and it, or she says, I, I was a twin. And she says, my brother, uh, Pietro, and uh, Geraldine's like, Pietro, uh, he, he was killed by Ultron. And she's like, what? And she like turns to her, him, or t- turns to Geraldine, and she's crying. And she has like tears coming down her face, and she's kind of singing a lullaby to the babies. Just, uh, again, this at this point, Elizabeth Olsen is doing such an amazing job. Everyone, honestly, is doing an amazing job. But Elizabeth Olsen was definitely a standout in this episode. And she's like, what did you say about Pietro? And she's like, I don't... She And she tries to change the subject, but Wanda's not having it. She's like, no. And then she says, well, what's this neck? What is that necklace that you're wearing? And she's got a necklace with the sword emblem on it. And uh, she's like, basically says, like, I don't, I don't remember. And then, uh, you know, she's Wanda. It looks as though she, Wanda's kind of trying, getting stressed. 
and um, and so then the next scene, Vision comes into the house after his talk outside, and he's like, where's Geraldine? And she's got that evil look on her face as she's looking at the babies and Vision's behind her so he can't really see her. But he sa- she says she had to leave uh, quickly to get back to work or something like that. And uh, the next bit of it is, again, we get to a point where she's thrown out of this bubble uh, of Westfield, which uh, is, and there's all these sword agents surrounding the place sort of thing, and they and, and now she's on the ground outside of this I don't know if this is a pocket reality or what, but uh, they they surround her, and that's kind of the end of the episode. Is again, I I think that Monica is working for Sword uh, Geraldine. Again, her name is Monica Rambo uh, in the comics. She doesn't know who she is, so she's calling herself Geraldine. But I think she's working for Sword. It would make so much sense because you know at this point, as far as we know in the MCU. And this is so that's the episode, and and uh, what a way to end it because now we know here's here's what it is, right? Like this is probably why they let all of the uh, the press watch the first three episodes because now you can kind of see where the show's going, very, you know, very slightly. I still have no idea where it's headed, but I'm getting the plot now. Something's not right. They're in the, they're in a reality. If you hadn't guessed that by the last two episodes. This is your end. This is this is where they confirm it. But at this point in time, with the history of Sword, uh, all we know of Sword is what we're seeing in this show. And again, this is semi speculation. But what we saw at the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home, there is an after-credit scene in that where Nick Fury wakes up and he's on a space station and he's walking around, bossing scrolls around. There's scrolls all over the station, and it's a just this giant space station. And I think, and I think this is, I'm not the only one who thinks this, but uh, that 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 sword, because the the main, um, I think it's called the not the beacon, the point or something like that. I've got it saved as the, uh, uh, it's like the spear maybe, but uh, the the station, sword station is just this giant thing that sits in space. And so maybe that is what Nick Fury's on, which makes total sense because, you know, shield's over and done and he's always been the kind of guy to want to focus on what's out there is what he always says, like, oh, fine, we've got problems here on Earth, but what's more concerning is what's out there. And that leads into or led from his encounter with Captain Marvel in the first Captain Marvel movie. And, you know, he he got to go into space. He got to see all this stuff. So it makes total sense that he would have been like, we need to work with the Skrulls. We need to work with who is willing to work with us so that we can prevent tragedy from coming to us from space sort of thing. And that is the reason that Sword was created, uh, in a sense. It's been a while since I've read those comics, but it Sword is actually from the X-Men comics. And I'm sure I talked about this in the last episode as well. But we're leading into something. So you've got Monica Rambeau, who's wearing a sword necklace. And again, Monica Rambeau is the daughter of Maria Rambeau, who is the uh, best friend of Carol in Captain Marvel. So for those of you who, again, didn't know this to, to begin with, Monica Rambeau, Geraldine, in the show, she is Lieutenant Trouble, the young girl that Captain Marvel kind of changes her costumes for. She says, like, you're going to be do great things one day. She's the one who convinces her mom to help Captain Marvel when they're going back up to the uh, space station in the movie. So this is her all grown up, and it makes total sense to me that, you know, seeing Captain Marvel, seeing the wonderful things that her mom did, uh, 
is, you know, was inspiration for her to take whatever life path she took so that she could also go into space and be someone like Captain Marvel or like her mom, where she's some pilot or some person who works on, again, in space. And so S.W.O.R.D. being that, it makes total sense that she would have grown up and worked for S.W.O.R.D. And then, you know, they said, hey, we're going to send you in to see if you can get any information. And again, I have my theory is that Wanda has created this world and the people in the world, I still don't know if those are her creations or if they are real people that have been brainwashed. But I think within this bubble reality that she's created, when you go into that reality, you start to your memory gets hazy and foggy because you start seeing that, especially with Monica, that um, you know she doesn't remember who she is. She doesn't remember why she's there. But you see that she still retains that sort of investigative personality of somebody who works for S.W.O.R.D., where she's like constantly, you know, she's looking for a bucket, and then she goes into the kids' room, and then she's looking for this. Like, she's she's snooping around the house looking for things without knowing that that's what she's doing. And so by the end of this episode, again, very curious, she gets kicked out of this bubble, and all of what I'm assuming is S.W.O.R.D. surrounds her, and again, that could be a that's a, could be a red herring, right? That they're all pointing their guns at her, and then they go, "Oh, you know, the beginning of the next episode or wherever." They go, "All right, you know, lower your guns. It's just Monica. Like, what did you find out?" And she'd be like, "I don't know. I have no idea. I don't remember. Like, how long was I in there?" Sort of thing. Uh, so we'll see when the next episode comes. But it just to me, again, I think this is so cool and such an awesome setup. I think people haven't given the show enough credit for what it is doing right now for the MCU because you know the talk is and the way that it was announced is that this show kind of leads into uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Wanda is going to be in that movie who knows who else is going to be in that movie right it seems like that movie is going to be insane but we're talking about multiverses and we're talking about alternate realities so it makes sense that this show would set that up for this reality Wanda's creating but at the same time this show also seems to be setting up a lot for the next Captain Marvel movie or wherever Monica well no because Monica has been confirmed Tiana Paris is confirmed to be in the next Captain Marvel movie along with Miss Marvel which is crazy that they'll all be in there and and for those of you again that don't know Monica Rambeau uh, she was a Captain Marvel in the comics so she was Captain Marvel for a long time and uh, so just the setup that they're doing for that and then the setup with S.W.O.R.D. again there was an announcement for Secret Invasion which they only confirmed that it was going to be about the Skrulls and that Nick Fury and Talos are going to be in it Uh, But then doesn't that mean that this, if, again, he's a part of S.W.O.R.D., this show is probably setting stuff up for Secret Invasion as well. So this show is doing a lot of groundwork without doing a lot of groundwork. That's the best part about this show is, like, the writing is is more comedic and it focuses on these little moments and little things like the things Vision reads in his, his pregnancy book and uh, some of the really funny sight gags that they do. Yet at the same time, it's slowly setting this stuff up. So I think that is going to be the crowning jewel and what this show is remembered for. Uh, again, my prediction is that it, it is a show that you can watch by itself for its entertainment value just like any Marvel movie, but at the same time has this uncanny ability of being able to set all of these other things in motion for future projects down the road while still making sense. Again, I I marvel, pun intended, I marvel at the way that Marvel is able to do this 
where, you know, other movies try to set up sequels or try to set, like, again, perfect and sad example of The Mummy and the the dark, Universal's dark universe or whatever. Like, they tried setting stuff up in the one movie they made and they failed. Whereas Marvel has successfully done that for 23 movies and now its first show. So they've got this special sauce that they're putting into all of their stuff and I'm here for it. I'm loving it. This episode was awesome. And again, I loved that it was in color. I loved that it had a Brady Bunch theme. I loved the uh, the opening credits where Vision's setting up the uh, the play set for the kids and it falls over. Like there's just so many good things where I was literally on the edge of my seat. And again, it's so sad that these episodes are so short, but at the same time, they're perfect. They're the perfect length. Like they're telling the story exactly as they need to. We still have six more episodes of the show, six more weeks of getting excited on Fridays for WandaVision. So hopefully you all enjoyed watching this episode as well. I guess the only other thing I'll comment on too is uh, there was a commercial in this one as well for Hydra Soak which uh, is, again, another thing from her past of being uh, involved with Hydra, or she was captured by Hydra, her and her brother. And uh, so that makes total sense that that would show up as well, though I was expecting something else. Uh, certainly not it being kind of the same as Strucker, but who knows? Again, we've got six more episodes, so presumably six more commercials as well that may play on different aspects of Wanda's trauma in her past. Uh, but yeah, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up for this episode. Again, these are these are short episodes, so there isn't a ton to talk about. But again, they're they're so good. They're the entertainment value of these episodes. This this is something that I'm going to watch over and over as as time goes on, just because there's they're they're so great. They're so funny and they're heartfelt. And the acting is phenomenal. The camera work, the dialogue and writing, uh, everything about it. They're just banging on all cylinders. So hats off to you, Marvel. Great job. And uh, we will look forward to seeing the next episode next week. So for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you on TV.